Welcome to Overnight Opinions, the weekly show brought to you by the Ladies Love Politics channel. Here you'll learn about everything that the mainstream media didn't tell you about last week. You'll get a blend of current events and spicy criticism directed towards our elected leaders. It's late, you're awake, so let's get started. For tonight's Overnight Opinion, we're asking the question, is China planning a war against the United States and Taiwan? China is definitely up to no good. Forget whether you think they leaked the COVID-19 virus from their Wuhan lab. Right now, they're planning something in secret, and it looks, well, pretty terrifying. Aerial images show massive military practice targets. In the Takmalakan Desert lies a string of large-scale naval target ranges that show ships in a port. They are also building aircraft carrier targets. Some contend this is practice for another Pearl Harbor-style attack. Just eight miles southwest is a full-scale pier with a destroyer-sized ship-like target. Just this February, they fired a test missile dead center into the ship. Another naval base target is situated just 190 miles southwest. It, too, shows a pier with ships and destroyer-like targets. Independent defense analyst Damian Simon says that, quote, the layout of the targets is very calculated. The orientations, shapes, and sizes are consistent across multiple targets. There is nothing haphazard about these sites. China is also developing hypersonic anti-ship ballistic missiles, which pose a massive threat to warships. They also appear to be testing new methods of guiding missiles. As Simon notes, quote, This is a different material to the piers and buildings. It may reflect heat or radar differently. This also might give us an indication of the complex systems and effort behind these experiments. Open source information indicates that Chinese missiles use infrared or radar technology. However, just using dumb ballistic missiles would inflict serious damage. Even if they miss their target, the missile would still strike the water and rip through the pier of a crowded port. Perhaps the real question is, what's up with all these preps? And if China does wage a war against the U.S., are they capable of sustaining a fight? Well, according to a report by the U.S. Secretary of Defense last fall, China is quite capable. They have nearly 2 million personnel and regular forces. Their army is just shy of 1 million people in active duty and combat units. They also have the largest navy in the world. With more than 2,800 aircrafts, they have the third largest aviation force in the world. Let's not forget the People's Liberation Army Rocket Force, which organizes strategic land-based nuclear and conventional missile forces. In addition to their rocket force, China also has a strategic support force. This focuses on things like space, cyber, electronic, information, communications, and psychological warfare missions and capabilities. So China is definitely gearing up for something, something very big. Most say it's all aimed at Taiwan. But is China really making the U.S. their primary target? That previously mentioned report by the Secretary of Defense leaves no ambiguities about what they believe China is planning, noting that, quote, the PLA's evolving capabilities and concepts continue to strengthen the PRC's ability to fight and win wars against a strong enemy. A likely euphemism for the United States coerce Taiwan and rival claimants in territorial disputes, counter an intervention by a third party in a conflict along the PRC's periphery, and project power globally.
The director of national intelligence testified before the Senate Armed Services Committee that an attack on Taiwan is acute. Top intelligence officials say China is working hard to take over Taiwan and suggested that they are eyeing Russia's invasion of Ukraine to gauge American opposition. Joe Biden has already proclaimed that he would defend Taiwan. And when asked whether he would get involved militarily, he answered with the resounding yes. Very quickly, you didn't want to get involved in the Ukraine conflict militarily for obvious reasons. Are you willing to get involved militarily to defend Taiwan if it comes to that? Yes. You are? That's the commitment we made. The commitment he is referring to is the 1979 Taiwan Relations Act. This is at the crux of what the problem is today. This all came about after World War II. There were clashes between nationalist forces and the CCP. The nationalists fled to Taiwan. The one-China policy emerged, which meant the U.S. recognized China as the legal authority over Taiwan. It also created formal ties with China instead of Taiwan. China threatened to use force if Taiwan declared independence. As a result, many nations, including the U.S., shot away from the island. In 1979, President Carter established formal diplomatic relations with China. That same year, Carter also signed the Taiwan Relations Act, which declares support for the island and states the U.S. will help Taiwan defend itself. Specifically, the Taiwan Relations Act states that it will provide Taiwan with arms of a defensive character and maintain the capacity of the United States to resist any resort to force or other form of coercion that would jeopardize the security or the social or economic system of the people on Taiwan. It doesn't require military action. It only states that we must support the country if invaded. However, Biden has already promised military action. So clearly, if China wants Taiwan, they are going to have to engage with the U.S., And after Joe Biden's remarks, they are definitely anticipating military conflict. That's why the Russia-Ukraine conflict is so important. It presents a vignette of how China and U.S. relations might unfold. China has already tacitly consented to Russia's invasion, leading many to think this is a foreshadowing to their desire to invade Taiwan. As a result, China is no doubt observing how far the U.S. will go in defending Ukraine. So far, we have sent more than $50 billion to Ukraine. And think, we don't have a four-decade standing commitment to them like we do with Taiwan. China is already feeling threatened. Just last week, they held military drills near Taiwan. A representative from the People's Liberation Eastern Theater Command said it was, quote, a solemn warning against recent collusion between the United States and Taiwan. This Joint patrol and combat readiness operation, as they called it, took place while Biden was wrapping up his first trip to Asia as president. And it's not just military action that should raise alarm. China has been feverishly stockpiling food. They've been buying up grains from farmers at minimum prices. The country spent over $98 billion in food imports in 2020, more than four and a half times than a decade earlier. In just the last five years, China's imports on soybeans, maize, and wheat increased by two to 12-fold. Beef, pork, dairy, and fruit imports increased two to five-fold. Although they have less than 20 percent of the world's population, they hold more than half of the world's grains. Specifically, 69 percent of the world's corn reserves, 60 percent of its rice, and 51 percent of its wheat. Even China admits that their reserves are at, quote, historically high levels. 
All this stockpiling is not just making China more self-sufficient. It's also sent global grain prices soaring over the last decade. So let's review. The U.S. is obligated to support Taiwan. Biden has already promised military action if necessary. China is hoarding food and practicing Pearl Harbor-style attacks in the middle of the desert. Perhaps you find this alarming. Perhaps you don't. Maybe you think it could never happen here. Who would be so foolish as to challenge the United States? We are a world leader after all, right? Just a few months ago, it was revealed that leaders in Saudi Arabia refused to even take Biden's calls. The Afghanistan pullout was a failure. It made the U.S. look like incompetent imbeciles. More than two decades in the country in Afghanistan fell to the Taliban within hours. Something made Putin feel comfortable invading Ukraine just one year into Biden's presidency. Last week, just hours after Biden left the region, North Korea fired off at least two missile launches. The southern border is overrun, and Biden's desire to end Title 42, which would have drastically increased the number of migrants at the border, was so half-baked that even a judge blocked it. Does that remind you of a leader ready to deal with a tense international crisis with China and Taiwan? Does that remind you of a leader capable of leading us in a global war? Never forget, this is the same president who did nothing for months as the baby formula shortage escalated. Babies were literally starving in the U.S., and he was sending money to Ukraine and more formula to the southern border. This boob can't even make sure we have enough baby formula in this country. Do you really think he can lead during World War III? The only trick he has up his sleeve to defend us is to call in Corn Pop. And Corn Pop was a bad dude. And he ran a bunch of bad boys. Seven days, six nights. An additional 36 cases of the mysterious hepatitis virus in children has been reported. The total number of cases has climbed to more than 200, including 14 liver transplants and six deaths. The U.S. has more recorded fatalities than any other country. More than 60,000 migrants have gathered outside the border city of El Paso, Texas. They are waiting for Title 42 to be lifted, which would allow migrants to flow in and decrease the chance of them being expelled. A judge recently blocked Biden from lifting Title 42, but migrants are hoping and waiting for that to be reversed. In just the first four months of this year, more than 94,000 migrants were apprehended in El Paso. A Canadian Pacific train carrying 43 hopper cars of potash derailed in Alberta last week. No one was injured. Canada is the top producer of potash, which is an important ingredient for growing crops. Combined with increasing diesel and fertilizer prices, this crash only complicates the ongoing farming crisis. Agriculture Analytics from Grow Intelligence says that the world only has around 10 weeks of wheat supplies left in storage. CEO Sarah Minker says the problem existed before the Russia-Ukraine crisis, even before the pandemic. She points out that the wheat crisis has made an additional 400 million people food insecure. Minker says that, quote, even if the war were to end tomorrow, our food security problem isn't going away anytime soon without concerted action. Moderna was forced to throw away 30 million doses of the COVID-19 vaccine. CEO Stephanie Bansell lamented that, quote, We right now have governments. We tried to contact through the embassies in Washington, every country, and nobody wants to take them. The issue in many countries is that people don't want vaccines.
Global food protectionist policies are kicking into gear in light of shortages. India is capping sugar exports, and they are the world's second largest producer of sugar. Malaysia is capping exports of chicken. Video has surfaced claiming to show the suicide switchblade drones in operation. The Pentagon first authorized sending at least 100 of these drones to Ukraine back in April as part of an $800 million arms package. Later, it was revealed that as many as 1,000 could be ultimately sent to Ukraine. The drones were manufactured by Aerovironment and can be programmed to fly for 40 minutes and up to 50 miles. From Hill to House. FDA Commissioner Robert Khalif has said that the baby formula shortage won't end until around July. Testifying before the Senate Health Committee, he also defended the agency against critiques over their messaging, saying, quote, We were monitoring the supply. Up until about a month ago, there were issues, but they were manageable for the vast amount of people. And then things turned to empty shelves very quickly. That's when we really revved up the public communication. Biden has signed an executive order on policing practices on the second anniversary of George Floyd's death. The order would ban officers from using chokeholds unless lethal force is necessary, limit the use of no-knock warrants, establish a national database of officers who have been fired for misconduct, as well as require federal agencies to update use of force policies. They said what? Democratic gubernatorial candidate Beto O'Rourke crashed a press conference held by Governor Greg Abbott on the Texas school shooting. Those on stage can be heard chastising O'Rourke for his behavior, including Senator Ted Cruz and Uvalde Mayor Don McLaughlin. Pussies and Patriots. Filmmaker Michael Moore was being interviewed on MSNBC when he made jarring comments about the Second Amendment and your right to bear arms. I think that we need some really drastic action here. Um, we need a moratorium, perhaps, on gun sales. Um, we need to, who will say on this network or any other network in the next few days, it's time to repeal the Second Amendment? Hmm. Oh, you can't say that. Well, why not? Why not? They, if, if I, I truly believe if Jefferson and Washington and Madison, if they all knew that, that the bullet would be invented some 50 years after our revolution, I don't know if they would have written it that way. They didn't no. even know what a bullet was. It didn't exist to the 1830s. Using the deaths of 19 children to further your political agenda? Well, that sounds about right for a man who distorts the truth and uses deceptive editing in his documentary films. A man should be able to make his argument without hiding behind the corpses of children. For that, Michael Moore, you are a big, fat pussy. And now, numbers you need to know. A Moody's study has found that in nearly 400 of the largest housing markets in the country, over 95% have house prices that are overvalued against local incomes. This is leading some to think 
that the housing bubble is about to burst. Economist Aaron Sykes is predicting that home prices could drop by as much as 40 percent over the summer. And finally, this week's keyboard patriot is Dusty McGaugh. He posted this gem of a meme on the White House's Facebook page. It's an image of a pregnant Joe Biden and says, after 15 months of a country, guess who's pregnant? For serving it up fresh and sassy to Biden, Dusty has just won an Amazon gift card. Do you think you have a sassy or snarky comment you've posted on a government agency's social media page? Email the show and you might be the next winner. Remember, nothing violent, nothing threatening, just good old-fashioned trolling. Thanks for watching Overnight Opinions. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.